I really don't know about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, um, why do scuba divers fall backwards into the water? <laughs> okay, I don't because know. If, because if they fell forwards, they'd still be in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I get it. <laughs> Just, that's so shit. That's so fucking bad. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. There's no one listening, listening anyway. <laughs> You're listening to a brand new episode of Battery Mates. Welcome to a brand new episode of Battery Mates. If you made it past that joke um, and you're still with us, thank you. Um, uh, this is Toby uh, dialing in from uh, Chicago, Illinois, and we have... I'm Matthew. I'm dialing in from Kilburn in London. That's That sounds in- like a place. England. In- England. England. Okay, that's over. That's another part of the world. Um yeah, this is the this is the first uh, episode uh, after the trade deadline, and despite all of the rumors, um, we are both still on the team. We're both still on the <laughs> battery mates. Um, I mean, I I've seen some of the the offers that were made for Matthew, and um, you know, I was, I'll say that no one really put together a respectable enough of a package to make us actually consider it. Um, we we definitely dangled Matthew out there quite a bit, um, but <laughs> in the end, we decided. Uh, I'm just going to give up a bullpen piece or two here and and, and call it a day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, literally 150 players were traded uh, in the last two weeks. Um, about 75 were traded in like two hours left in the day on, on Tuesday. Um, I literally, you can't keep track. We could do the whole episode just like, and this trade got made, and this trade got made, and then we had the... Uh, I, I wonder if there was any, were there any teams that didn't get involved? I don't know. I, I literally I don't, don't know. know. It's harder to name teams that did not trade uh sell or buy um or do whatever the nationals did anyway we have a great episode we're gonna unpack a little (laughs) bit of that um and uh talk about some uh some 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 bad language just all around bad behavior all around um and very special uh part of our episode will be uh bringing on as as always kate stame in london for another round of battery mates the movies we watched uh Bad News Bears. Oh, we both we all watch Bad News Bears at least like ninety percent of it. Matthew you still have like thirteen minutes left, so yeah, <laughs> we tried not yeah. to spoil it for him. <laughs> I was I was literally trying to like just watch the last couple of minutes as we were literally dialing in to start this. Um, but I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it after. It's been a it's been a kind of a crazy week. Having a young child anyway means that whenever we are reviewing a movie i'm kind of like watching six minutes and then i'm like putting my ipad down for a little while then i'm watching five minutes later and trying to watch a couple of minutes while i'm taking a pee and uh, that was a bit too much information wasn't it but i didn't i didn't manage to get all the way through but i i didn't i not to spoil uh the review later in the episode but i did i did enjoy what i've seen so far yeah it's a good one. It's a yeah. We'll have a lot of we have a lot of fun talking about it. We'll have a lot of fun talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Should we go three up, three down? Yeah, let's go three up, three down. Uh, let's talk about the trades. Uh, what the hell were the Nationals doing? You, you know, I'm I'm still trying to work out what the Nationals were doing. Um, I, I think that one day there's going to be a really fun 
oral history from the from the front office and some of the players in, in talking about the most m- momentous and interesting uh, stand pat scenario that uh, any team has, has been through. I think it was on the whole um, a, a very uh, on well on paper it was a very bad tra- trade deadline for the for the Nationals. Uh, went into the trade deadline a game under five hundred, which is not where any of us uh, thought the Nationals would be. Uh, even those people that wanted that that the, the Nationals to be there didn't think that would actually happen. Um, and so there was just been a huge amount of chat about whether or not we're going to buy or sell. We talked about this in the last episode. I said I thought that the Nationals should go big uh, uh, in buying or go big in selling one or the other. Mike Rizzo clearly doesn't know as much about baseball as I do because he <laughs> ended up um, trading uh, literally just uh, one player, uh, uh, Brian Kinsler, to the Chicago Cubs uh, for a, a minor league a, uh, advanced A player who everyone thinks is is duff. Um, so there's a, there's a range of interesting things that came out for it. I'll just kind of whiz through them. Uh, number one, Bryce is obviously the the big thing. Uh, the Nationals let it be known they were taking calls about Bryce. Um, a lot of people got very excited about that uh, being a thing that would happen. I think on paper. Um, it made a lot of sense for the Nationals to trade uh, Bryce. There's nothing to stop them getting him back again um, in f- uh, three months' time. Um, but it, it, it would have been a it would have been a, a big uh, get, presumably in the in the hall we would have got in uh, the other way around. I think they ended up not doing it because of the effect it, it they felt it would have on the team, on the fan base, and on uh, prospects of of re-signing him. Uh, he's talked a lot since the trade deadline about how much he loves Rizzo, how much he loves DC. And I think it was, they probably made a decision. It would have been too unsettling, mm. um, for the whole organization and for, and for him, uh, and the return, uh, uh, wasn't there, which isn't a huge surprise given that, uh, going into, to, uh, uh, yesterday's game, he was batting, uh, 218, um, and only hitting solo, um, home runs. So I don't know. I mean, before I go get into the rest of them, this is, this is the big, big talking point. And, and Cleveland were one of the teams talking to the nationals. What, what did you make of the whole thing? Well, I mean, so is this my, is, is this what we're talking about your first up or my, on my first up or is we're, this we're still on my first okay. up. I've got a couple of other things I want right. to mention, but I just want to see what you think about Bryce. Well, I, I thought that was, well, I thought it was odd. I thought the whole thing about the nationals, um, potentially selling is was just kind of strange because in that division they're clearly the best team on paper. I think they're the best team on paper. Um, there's two months left of baseball. It's not crazy that the Nationals will um, at the end of this all said and done. I I wouldn't be shocked if they had like a five or six game lead in that division. Um, now uh, I think if you if you get blown away and and someone wants to give you their their top prospects for Bryce Harper and you can like reload and have a commitment re-signing him next next year or like have a you know have like a, a wink wink situation with him um like the yankees did with the world chapman a couple years ago you know uh i guess i guess so but you know i i fully expect the nationals to to win uh the division and lose in the nlds just like they do every year this is this <laughs> that's uh, and when the indians were linked to it i think that the rumor was it anytime the indians are rumored to be talking about somebody uh, it almost never happens because the indians don't leak they're really good at not leaking their their uh their serious discussions um so it was when i saw that i was like well this is just going to make a lot of indians fans really mad when it doesn't happen um so <laughs> yeah same thing happened with machado we were like rumored to be 
very aggressive in, in those, in those talks too. But, uh, yeah. um, yeah, I, I yeah, go ahead. Finish your, finish your first. Um, I, I didn't mention this already, but I, I just want to, um, um, say on the record for the, for the, for the pod, um, in my, uh, program notes that we make, um, before each program, uh, my note for this was the Bryce isn't right, which I, I just want to share share with everyone. Um, the next note I've got here is Kinsey's get stitches. Brian Kinsler went to um, the Cubs, and the rumor that the chat is that um, I mean, this, when this happened, it didn't. A lot of people were kind of pissed because yeah, he's good, and it didn't make any sense at all um, from baseball terms. But um, the Nationals organization have, have let it be known fairly subtly um given the circumstances that uh, one of the reasons they they traded him or the main reason they traded him was because uh he he had the fingers pointed at him for a, a series of leaks that have been made over uh clubhouse culture being oh. um pretty pretty frenzied and, and and unpleasant and people getting at davy martinez and so um that w- that was interesting like for people that are following the criminology the politics of of of, of the organization there was one line buried in like paragraph 17 of a, of a, of a big trade roundup. Uh, and that's been followed uh, today by Sean Kelly, one of our um, mainstay, long, long time nationals bullpen mainstays got DFA today after he had a, like a meltdown on the mound last night, yeah. threw his glove down and he got DFA'd. They said he was embarrassing the organization. Um, and I, I just don't think you get DFA'd for that and that alone. So, Seems like our bullpen has had some um, had some stuff going on, and then the last thing which I want to mention is that the Nationals did not go out and get a catcher, and I think that is the thing that makes a lot of people nervous. On paper, we do have a really good team, and the last two games, last night beating the the Mets twenty five to four, and uh, today beating the Mets five to three, and I think that we, it was much more comfortable than that that score suggests. Um, on paper, they are a very very good team, but on paper, the catcher slot is a problem. Matt Wheaters on paper is not good and he has not been uh, performing even to the standard um, that he has on paper. So the fact that we didn't go out and get a catcher is a, is a real worry. But I think it's more a testament to Rizzo's belief in the prospects we have and the prospects he didn't want to give up. Victor Robles is is, is incredible. Uh, Spencer Keyboom is is incredible. Carl Keyboom is incredible as well. I don't know which of the two the Marlins were asking for. Um, and I'm excited for next year, uh, uh, Nationals. Whatever happens this year, I think it's a really exciting young team that's coming through. So it is crazy we don't have a catcher but i think there is probably some method in the madness i've calmed down basically from 24 hours ago is what i'm trying to say well and the other thing i think especially with, when it comes to adding a catcher you're the, the waiver wire deadline is not till august 31st so there's like you you still could add i mean uh, verlander was traded last year in august um uh, which is shocking that those kinds of trades get made um we got jay bruce last year in, in uh, the waiver waiver trade deadline so um, you know things things like that can can be made, especially uh, when your uh, when your record allows you to be like the highest of the teams competing of the the highest uh, on the li- on the on the you know in the waiver list. So you get the first first dibs uh, when you have a, a worse record. And anyway, um, my first up here, or my yeah, my first up. <laughs> uh, I'll, I, we talked a little bit the big trade they made, the Indians made this this uh, this deadline was made right before our last episode. So we talked a little bit about they traded their top prospect Francisco Mejia for uh, Brad Hand, <laughs> great pitching name, um, and Adam Simber. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and so it's a um, it was you know that was that was great. We needed relief pitching help. Um, we 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 gave up a, a pretty heavy cost for that, but um, you know that's a uh, they they really needed to make that that move. It was pretty clear. Uh, they also needed some outfield help, and particularly our outfield is just a, a, like a dumpster fire. Um, we it's not very good defensively, um, and it's just a, a, a black hole when it comes to offense. So Michael Brantley is, is was an all star um, and is good, uh, having a, a very good year. He's some, staying healthy so far, knock on wood. Um, but uh, he's uh, he's the only average or above average player in the outfield uh, you know and that's that's a bad that's a bad thing <laughs> um there are two other positions you have to fill um so uh they went out and got leonis martin from the tigers um for a you know a double a prospect um uh, somebody was blocked in our system anyway so uh i think it, it was it's a good move leonis martin is a great center fielder defensively and an average bat so an immediate improvement for our team, but still, like you know, looking at the rosters, it you look at like a team like the Astros, the Yankees, and or the Red Sox, and you go, the Indians on paper aren't as good, um, but all you know, you kind of you remind yourself that you just have to punch your ticket to October, um, ideally in one of the division series, and um, anything can happen. So. And pitching really wins. Pitching and bullpen uh, really, I guess bullpen is pitching. Uh, pitching really uh, determines your, your fate in um, in October. So I'd like to see some August trades. I think both of us would like to see some August trades uh, before the waiver deadline um, to kind of fill some some gaps. But uh, I, I'm, you know, fairly happy with what happened. I also just like the sheer number of traffic that happened, push notifications on Tuesday. Just so, it was stressful. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Um, uh, our push notifications were going crazy saying something hasn't happened. This hasn't happened. <laughs> this hasn't happened. So it was kind of weird. Kind of weird. Um, but so yeah, is, is, Brad Hand, is Brad Hand going to be your closer now? Yeah, he's pitching in the, the, the – it's kind of um, kind of what happened a couple of years ago when we got Andrew Miller. There Basically, it depends on the situation. So Cody Allen is usually going to close games, I think. Um but Brad Hand and Andrew Miller are both um, in the mix as well to, to pitch in high, le- very high leverage situations when, whenever that happens. They're, Brad Hand and, and Andrew Miller are both like very good no matter who they're facing. Um, Brad Hand is slightly better against lefties than righties, um, whereas Andrew Miller is pretty devastating for both. So uh, I don't know. It's um, It'll depend. Like if we're, if we're facing the Yankees, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Cody Allen in the ninth because um, uh, they have a lot of you – know, the heart of their order, for instance um, – it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, kind of remains to be seen. There's two months to figure out the the roles that people will play, and Andrew Miller will be back from the DL hopefully this weekend. So we'll see. Uh, what else you got? What else you got? What's, what's on your plate? Yeah, my next one. Um, uh, both of mine. Both of my next ones are a little a little. Um, they're not fun, but uh, important to talk about. The the my second up is uh, is on. Uh, bad tweets and mm. why uh, people should never tweet. I think we've seen uh, a whole. I'm sure everyone has seen a whole bunch of of, of stuff about uh, Josh Hader, Sean Newcomb, um, Trey Turner, um, with very, very, very ugly tweets from uh, over the years. It, it, it. I kind of had to take a double take because um, these players are talking about, uh, or the, the the tweets that these that the people are talking about from these players are from their high school years. And I was like, what, what do you mean? 
how did they didn't have twitter in their high school years what and then i realized that i'm very old and uh, (laughs) they didn't have we didn't i didn't have email uh, when i was at high school let alone uh, facebook or twitter or anything else anyway these are tweets from like 2010 11 12 from when these guys were were in high school but they are they they are really ugly um uh tweets these are not um kind of uh silly uh things josh hader tweeted i hate gay people I mean, it's it's literally um, Josh uh, uh, Trey Turner used um, a series of, of racial epithets and, and made a, a comment about disabled people and and, and so on. And it's been really interesting to me to see um, the different responses that uh, fans have had, other players have had. Um, you know, I, I I think that we're listened to by the kind of people that you know, don't need to have a debate about whether or not this is a really serious thing. I think that, you know, some fans are out there saying, eh, it's just time to move on. I don't think that's how Battery Mates Nation will probably feel, hopefully, knock on word. Um, but it's really interesting to see um, really, really different responses. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Turner from the Nationals um, uh, uh, got a uh, really, really uh, negative uh, response from, from Nationals fans. Um, some really interesting and thoughtful responses from um, fans, some of whom have met him in the past. Fans were posting tweets, uh, photos of themselves with Trey Turner at spring training and talking about what it was like for them growing up as, um, uh, I'm looking at, at one now as a woman uh, talking about what it was like for her to grow up as a lesbian at high school and and, and how she was made to feel at high school by people like Trey Turner uh, uh, saying the things that he said in his tweets and apparently he has seen some of this content i don't know if he's seen this twitter feed specifically although it was tweet uh, 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 quoted in the washington post so maybe he has uh, his initial response was to apologize and say you know this isn't who i am which is i think what a lot of uh, players have, have have used as their kind of uh, tone and and, res- and response but he gave a press he was he was put up for the pregame press conference yesterday and he was he was choking back tears and talking about the thing that had hit, had, had he had realised was the direct impact that his words had had on real people, and I think that's why I haven't seen in some of the other content that people are talking about how they're sorry they hurt the organisation or they're sorry they hurt the feelings of other players. Trey talked about how he had understood that he had hurt fans, and 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 you know he specifically said. I am sorry for the hurt I've caused to the African-American community. I'm sorry for the hurt I've caused to the LGBT community. Uh, And I don't know if this is partly down to um, being a teammate of Sean Doolittle, uh, who had a really, really thoughtful Twitter thread. Um, I really recommend people look at that if they haven't already. Um, And Sean Doolittle was talking about how um, uh, players need to think a lot more and uh, not just think about the impact of their words on on people from those communities, but also spend time with people from those communities. That um, you know, he, he said a, he made a point about you know a lot of us are um, you know we are the cool kids from high school. We are mm. the kids that didn't have to worry about exactly, bullying. Yeah. We are the kids who didn't have to worry about people calling them names. Um, and I just thought that was a, a really thoughtful um, Twitter thread. And and fans, you know, the uh, it was really interesting to me that um, last night um, at the, in the Nationals game, the first game since these tweets uh, got highlighted, um, I asked people who are at Nats Park, um, New Wexler, Battery Mates correspondent um, uh, in the park, said that um, Trey got the same kind of applause he does uh, before any at-bat. It wasn't particularly muted. It wasn't uh, at all um, enthusiastic. 
uh, Josh Hader from the Brewers mm. got a standing ovation after his um, after his uh, tweets got got highlighted. So I think it's um you know it, 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 we've talked before about how baseball is a particularly uh, white sport, and um, I think this is another another data point for that. But I thought was really interesting. My cat just fell <laughs> <thumbed> down. <laughs> Um, not really, not really uh, treating the seriousness of the moment. But. He's not paying attention to what you're saying. It's not. I think it's disrespectful, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Sean Doolittle's uh, thread really, really uh, summed it summed it up. It was actually probably the most thoughtful thing I've seen written about this. I'm, I'm also just shocked as someone who works in on the on the on the webs that like the teams and the representation of these players didn't think to address this somehow before like by taking them down or yeah. you know and i yeah i i think yeah lots been that said was on, the, yeah that was one of the interesting things that sean doolittle said is like if if you said those things and you don't mean them anymore go back and yeah. delete that delete which it. is kind of like i don't know the the kind of culture of twitter was to never delete anything and i think that's really changing and i think that that's good i i you know i'd there's always been that culture of like you if you're deleting something you're trying to hide it and actually no if you're deleting it you're trying to say i I don't think that anymore and i don't want to those words to cause anyone any hurt yeah or you're deleting it because it didn't get enough likes you know didn't didn't (laughs) get enough read you know some some hearts you know um yeah no i think uh, baseball's going through a moment like a lot of sport like sports with um and you know i imagine this is going to happen kind of consistently because uh as long as we're not uh as long as there's these players all grew up with social media. Um, there's going to be just, you know, people, people, some people, especially baseball players, it turns out are dumb. Um, so um, I'm just, I'm just kind of happy so far. It's, it hasn't been anybody in Cleveland, um, but uh, I'm sure it will be eventually. I mean, Trevor Bauer's done enough. <laughs> we don't need to get on that, but <laughs> get into that right now. Um, uh, I just realized we won't have a Trevor Bauer update today. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I can I, I'll I'll take pick it up and and go on my second up now. Yeah, go go go. Um, so uh, we're we're going to this weekend to Cleveland. Uh, we're taking Ruby to Cleveland for her first ever uh, trip to Ohio. Um, we are going to our first ever game at uh, Progressive Field, formerly known as Jacobs Field. Uh, we are I'm very excited about this, um, but I'm also pretty nervous. And Matthew, I know you've done you've done um, some some reconnaissance i mean i wouldn't say that you had a child uh for the express purposes of learning life lessons you can pass along to me but it's pretty it's a, it was a big part of it right yeah it's been helpful um it, it, it definitely wasn't irrelevant um to our decision making and um uh i think it's, it's working out so far i mean i the the, the thing is though that like i i took lily to a um a, a nationals game at city field um, and built uh, uh, for my birthday, and organized it entirely. I like I I rented a, like a suite, which are really expensive, and uh, I obviously had to persuade loads and loads of people to come with me and like pay serious money for the for the tickets. It's not crazy money, but it's a lot more than you'd usually spend on a on a Mets ticket. And and I did that entirely so Lily would be able to be in a like a room of her own yeah while we while we watch the game um so 
that would be my recommendation is like rent a suite. <laughs> okay. Um, that's as simple as that. <laughs> um, we have, we have extra tickets if that helps, uh, right now we have more tickets than we have people. Um, so I, I don't know if we end up finding people to go to the game, but, um, or what, but it, so I, I'm, I didn't say this is her first baseball game because we actually, uh, for father's day, um, we, we, my, my gift was, uh, we went, we got tickets in the last minute to, the Cleveland's playing the White Sox here in Chicago. And it was a night game and Ruby was, you know, two months old. Um, and so we, I thought she was either going to be not having it and we were going to like stay for three innings or she was going to pass out and like we were just going to leave whenever she woke up. But she like, did I already, we ever talk about this in the show? <laughs> I'm forgetting. She like basically uh, was not asleep but not upset at all. She was like looking around. She was obsessed with our neighbors um, sitting next to us, like just staring at them, um, which I think was probably a little off-putting um, for the, for those people. <laughs> but um, but it was. It, I I thought that was a, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, she'll be completely chill at this at this game. Although it is a fireworks night, so Ooh. we'll probably have to leave before that. We'll definitely have to leave before that happens. It'll be also be you know ten o'clock or whatever. So we'll definitely be leaving before that. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. We will see. Uh, I will report back. Um, but feel free to send, send us any advice. Send me any advice at, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, Toby, 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 uh, T-O-B-Y, T-O-B-I, T-O-B-E. Uh, <laughs> what, what else you got? Uh, my last one, uh, sticking with the slightly depressing, um, okay. Uh, uh, theme here is I want to talk about the Astros deliberately trading for a man who received the harshest ever uh, suspension under the uh, Major League uh, domestic violence policy and who literally this week is going to court to answer for um, uh, what he's alleged to have done. Um, This is Roberto Asuna um the uh uh he's a pitcher right um he's yeah, uh, currently playing for the well it was for the blue jays has moved across to the astros i, I don't have a ton of i don't have a ton to talk about on, on this guy he's obviously uh, a complete scumbag he hasn't been found guilty in a court of law but major league baseball under this policy um has access to police reports and uh, court filings and and other things and they gave him a 75 game uh suspension and um i just think it is absolutely stunning that the astros have um uh lowered themselves to um this level that 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 they think that they can um effectively say that that behavior is okay enough that they want to take this guy on um, because they think it will will help him win, and they put I don't know if you saw this, but they put out a statement saying, as an organization, we have a zero yeah. policy, a zero tolerance policy yeah. towards this. But he wasn't on our team yeah. um, when when he committed these offenses. I just think that's disgusting. It's just fucking own it's it. bullshit. I mean, like, it's, what's it's, the, it's, zero tolerance only if you're on our team? Like, we, you traded for him. He's on your team now. Like, yeah. the behavior the, happened. They, <laughs> They have they have chosen to do this. And the, the thing I wanted to to talk about um, just quickly is this sort of this uh, thing about you know having a, a like a fan asterisk against a team. Like I don't think that um, 
if I was a fan of the Astros, I could take as much joy from them winning the World Series as you could beforehand. And, you know, I think that Trey Turner has, 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 has responded well so far to uh, these tweets of his uh, coming out. But I don't feel the same way about him that I did 48 hours ago. And, um, you know, I, I, I've, I felt this all the way along with, with Daniel Murphy and uh, his comments about um, uh, uh, gay and lesbian people and, and, and so on. And um, I, I kind of like, I just think there's this like, there's a, to me, as somebody who cares not just about winning and losing, but about the way you play and the kind of, the, you know, just be honest, just the politics you hold. Um, there's kind of an asterisk against uh, 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 the players sometimes, and sometimes they matter more. Sometimes that matters more uh, for than f- for for teams or players than than others. Um, but I think that this is this is really uh, a stain on the Astros for for this season and for as long as he's with their organization. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, this reminds me of the what the Cubs trading for Rolls Chapman. The you know the same season he got busted for domestic violence um in it was, 20, it was in the off season but uh yeah it's 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 just um I, i'll say i'll say this as a cleveland fan uh, it was it gave me great pleasure to to beat Aroldis Chapman in that world series um the, in game 7 um even though it was it was short lived uh but to cel- seeing him celebrate a world series victory like the idea that Roberto Asuna could win a world series this season um even though he was suspended for 75 games, is just abhorrent. Um, you know, Robert, uh, Robinson Cano got suspended for substance, the substance policy violation. Um, he is banned from playing in the postseason. Um, I think Major League Baseball needs to apply that same. I mean, if you're if you're going to have a severe po- uh, punishment for the set of behavior, which is great, um, then I think you got to you got to apply that that same consistency. Um, because like that would prevent the Astros from making this kind of trade. And the Astros thought they need bullpen help, uh, the back end of their bullpen, which you know they probably do. I don't know. They have a great bullpen, but they, they needed some help, and they they, they thought it, it, it was just like the fact that most a lot of teams were steering clear of him uh, because of this gave them made it made more affordable for the Astros. Yeah. So it's just it's, yeah. it's just the whole thing is is awful. And I you know I, I, if I was an, an Astros fan, I think. Um, I would just be clutching my uh, 2017 World Series championship and kind of like la 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 <laughs> through this yeah. season. Although they're probably, you know, um, right now, if the season were to end today, we'd be playing them in the first round. So uh, my my last up here um, is I, I didn't know this was happening, but face this. I'm sorry. I'm, you get the serious subjects and I'm I'm taking um, the lighter, <laughs> lighter fare. Um, I didn't know this was happening, but Facebook has an exclusive like they get exclusive games now on Facebook, like live Facebook uh, yeah. watch. It's called um, I, I I was so um, I'm, I stay home on Wednesdays with with Ruby um, this summer and I it's it's only happened twice now, but the, the you know Cleveland's have played baseball during the day uh, on these on these days uh, twice, and one of them was this Wednesday today uh, as we're recording this. Um, and there were there was the Facebook Live exclusive game, and I was like, Good God, what the I have to go. I have to go I, this is the first time I've logged on to Facebook in a week and a half. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, you know why would they make me watch log into Facebook to watch a baseball game? It's horrible. I I hated I hated the concept so much and i'm so mad at facebook in general um and i gotta say have you, have you watched any of these have you seen this no all? i haven't 
It's no. it's bizarre. First of all, the, the people calling the game are definitely your B your B squad. Um, they're <laughs> they've gotten a lot of players' names wrong. They they were referring to Jim Tomey, who is a Hall of Famer as of this weekend, as Jim Tomey, um, which is <laughs> insane. I, I mean, I, I was like literally stunned at at, at what I was hearing. Um, but this the one interesting one interesting thing I will, I will point out to their credit, there are no commercial breaks at all. They keep rolling. They keep the announcers keep talking. They usually have a clip that they'll show or they'll like talk about something about one of the two teams in the game. They'll zoom out about it's it's kind of neat. Um, it's like you know uh, and it but the the piece that I after about three innings I was exhausted. I didn't realize how much the commercial breaks really. Uh, give you a chance to take a breather, um, and uh, especially if you, you're watching on uh, like MLB TV, like they sometimes they'll even give you a half inning where there's no commercials and it's just like no sound at all, and it's just the nicest thing. Um, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it makes me a crazy person or not, but um, yeah, I, I don't know what I think about the Facebook exclusive game. I just wanted to have a stream of consciousness. Um, were you folks aware of this? And also. Um, I'm conflicted. I feel tired after watching three or four innings of baseball today, <laughs> which is not normal. Um, and uh, I don't want to have to ever log on to Facebook to watch sport. Um, you, you don't just have to log on to Facebook. You then have to create an account for something called Fun Manager. No, I did not do uh, that. I, I have to do that in the UK. I don't know if that's like a <laughs> outside of America thing. You had to create a Fun Manager fun- account? I don't know what Fund Manager is, but I'm not setting up an account for Fund Manager. This sounds deeply <laughs> suspicious. I'm not doing that. The thing that annoyed me was that, uh, you know, I literally moved to the UK so there would be no blackout games on right. MLB TV. And whenever I want to watch a game that's on Facebook Live, I can't watch it on MLB TV. It's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's just bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, speaking of no commercials, we have a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a word from our sponsor before we uh, bring Kate on? Let's do it. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Chico's Bail Bonds. Chico's.com. Yes, we have your size. We're now offering petites in select boutiques and online. Extended sizes and additional lengths also available at Chico's.com, where you can get 20% off if you yell, shag those balls at checkout. Chico's Bail Bonds. Let freedom ring. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. Okay, welcome to another episode of Battery Mates at the Movies. This week we are joined by special guest Kate Stamen London. I don't know if you deserve the moniker special guest anymore, given that you are on basically every episode of the moment. <laughs> we've, we've done one episode without you in the past, like, six months. So Just regular, prosaic, unspecial guest, Kate. <laughs> well, you dramatically increase this uh, team's uh, on-base percentage uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're on the episode. So 
we keep having you back you thank you (laughs) Um, This week we watched Bad News Bears uh, from 1976. So talking of inappropriate language from uh, back in the day uh i was i was shocked uh <laughs> shocked and appalled by uh multiple instances of inappropriate language but not to uh, uh get ahead of ourselves kate do you want to give us a rundown for those that haven't seen it or haven't seen it since their childhoods what's this all about yeah um i have to say i think favorite uh, inappropriate language from bad news bears is when walter Matthau threatens to cut off the left half of a man's mustache and stick it up his nostril <laughs> i thought that was really good that's like a, just a great great on-field trash talk um so yeah bad news bears a classic film from 1976 where um walter Matthau plays sort of a curmudgeonly I mean I could just be describing his character in any movie he's a curmudgeonly (laughs) older man um, who was once I guess in the minor leagues or went to spring training but never actually made it to the majors um, and and is now cleans pools and is coaching a little league team in apparently the world's most competitive uh, little league Um, and the team that he's coaching is the Bears and it's just the real scraping the bottom of the barrel kids from the town, kind of a ragtag team. Um, And so he goes about kind of recruiting um, a couple of ringers to join the team, one of whom is uh, she's an 11-year-old girl with a a really sick curve, uh, played by Tatum O'Neill, and then also sort of a local punk who's just the best athlete in town and also very good at air hockey. Um, And... (laughs) takes 11 year old girls on dates to see the Rolling Stones, which is like this guy, he's got it all going on. Um, So anyway, it sort of follows the trials and tribulations of the team as they make their way to the championship game where we don't even know what happens because Matthew hasn't seen the last (laughs) week. But Toby and I know who wins. I don't mind mind you spoiling it for me in order for us to make a high quality episode of Batchmates at the Movies. I think I can guess which way it goes. Which way do you think it goes? I think they lose. And <sighs> all the lesson is that they were they started playing the wrong way. And if they'd played the right way, they would have they would have they would have won it. And the lesson was play the right way and you win either way. Um You cut out a lot uh, for me during that explanation, so now I get to guess if you got. (laughs) Shall I I say that again, and and Toby can fix it in post production? No, it it, it worked. I heard you, so I think it worked on my end. (laughs) I think you're close, but you're not. You're not right on. Um, They do. They do lose. They lose, but it's almost like. And Kate, I'd love to know. what you think about this because I, I they so what happens is Walter Matthau is basically uh pushing his players um you know he's telling uh, he's telling one of the players who's not a very good hitter to just like lean into the pitches and get hit by the pitch and get on base and um and it's, the kids start uh rebelling against him and uh he, he realizes this isn't very fun so he lets them he, he basically puts all the bad players into the game just to get them into the game and and they lose because, because <laughs> he's not being uh, uh, cutthroat enough. Um, which I think the lesson is you got to be cutthroat. You, they made a mistake. Yeah, you, you got to beat the Yankees. 
I think the most important lesson of this film is don't fucking be a dirty slider like Chase Utley. I think that's really <laughs> the most important lesson of Bad News Bears is that Chase Utley is an abomination and good riddance when he retires at the end of this season. <laughs> I love we're still mad about Chase Utley's slide from, what, two years ago? I will never <laughs> stop being mad. It was two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. And I'm going to be mad about it. Forever. The, I'm going to die the, about the, it. The, the weird thing is the, the the Nationals, for the first time I saw a really ugly slide that was within the rules. The Nationals played the Mets this afternoon, well, it was this evening, my time. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Kate, but the Nationals uh, did defeat the New York Mets 5-3. to three, And Adam Eaton slid I'm in. I'm sorry, was second. that 5-3 to three or 25-3? to three? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a, a mere 5-3. to three. Um <laughs> And Adam, Adam Eaton slid into second base and completely took out Reyes, I think, is at second base? No, yeah. Evans. Uh, Evans was at it second was base. It was Reyes. He deserves it. And obviously, I didn't watch the Mets game today or basically anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, he absolutely wiped Evans out. Um, but he, he was going for the bag and stayed on the bag. And so it was completely within the rules. So Chase Utley can learn a, uh, learn a thing or two. He can still continue to try and end people's careers and stay within the rules. Well, that's good, and that's another Yay. that's another lesson I guess we could all learn from bad news stories. What did you guys think? Did you like this movie? You, you want to go first, Toby? Or shall yeah, I? I'll go first. So I um I had never seen it. I, I actually can't believe I've never seen this movie. Um, I actually thought I had, <laughs> so I started watching it, thinking, oh, this will be a refresher, and then I was like, I've never seen this. What is going on? Here? <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's very similar. So there are a lot of themes, and the the overall over. The overarching like story story structure is very similar to Major League, which is one of my favorite uh, baseball movies. It's about Cleveland, um, but uh, there's just you know the from the like really awful team with the, with the awful players to um, who like suddenly figure it out and have a couple wild cards thrown into the mix and uh, there's some bad language. <laughs> um, and you know, you know, like they kind of like storm their way back from the cellar to the a game for, to win the pennant. Um, so it's a it's almost the exact same story, except Major League is with adults and came yeah. fifteen years later or fourteen years later. But, and and they win, and they do win the pennant. Yes, uh, Cleveland beats Boilers the Yankees for Major League, which I imagine we'll watch at some point. Yeah, we gotta watch. I mean, after after this, we should probably watch Major Major League is is funnier than this. Uh, film. This film feels like 1976. I don't know. It does. Very bicentennial. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the bicentennial um, era, uh, but I just I didn't want to like this movie, and I really did like it. The the casual racism is extremely jarring and <laughs> wouldn't pass muster in 2018, or probably even. 1986 or 1996 either um so the casual racism was bad and the 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 characters don't ever none of them particularly get developed and the story is like paint by numbers very clear from early on in the in the plot and i just found myself really just enjoying it i think it's the i think it's how dated and uh kind of like uh, it feels like it was from an era before movies became modern and so there was like for me there was an element of um 
uh, sepia toned uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 storyline. So I, you know, on paper it shouldn't be likable, but I just, I just really, I just enjoyed having it on. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, and yes, with of course, it's you know you don't want to just automatically forgive everything made in 1976 because surely good and subversive things were also being made in 1976. Um, but that. <laughs> said I think uh you know I think a lot of what makes this movie good is just like really good proficient writing um like every single scene basically you have two characters in conflict who both want something you know what the thing they want is you watch them use different tactics to try and get it and then the scene resolves and then we do another one right and it's just like as opposed to I kind of kept thinking about not to you know kind of belabor this point but I kept thinking about the sandlot as I was watching this movie (laughs) and how like none of those characters like I was like, what does anybody want? What is anyone doing? <laughs> right. And um, in this movie, it was like, oh, I know what you want. I know what you're doing. Um, and it's like, that's really most of what you need in order to be able to enjoy a movie. And I think the fact I, I do think it was it was funny. There was good comedy sort of sprinkled in throughout. And I love that the whole thing was, you know, about Matthau's character and kind of, I thought it was a great character introduction right at the beginning of the movie that not only is this guy (laughs) pulling up to a little league field and opening a beer, he's then pouring out some of the beer so that he can pour (laughs) presumably whiskey into the beer and then drink the most disgusting drink of all time. Just beer with some whiskey in it. Like, oh my God. It's so gross. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh. Wait, you've I never had beer with whiskey in? What? what? No. <laughs> oh, it's, it, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Why would you do that to beer or to whiskey? <laughs> Why would you take two perfectly fine drinks and waste them on each other? I mean, other? it was a bud heavy. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> he actually cycles was through a, bud... a lot of brand name bad beers. Schlitz, yeah. Miller High Life. But yeah, it all, you know, course at the end. Oh yeah, he does them all. Also, the whiskey I'm fairly sure was Jim Bean. Oh my god, just so, uh... <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know who this guy is. He's so. I mean, Matthau is just like he's bringing everything he's got to this role, right? Which is just <laughs> like, oh, you just want me to do my thing? Great, I'm gonna do it. But also, like, Tatum O'Neill is so game. I love their scenes together. They're such good scene partners. Those two mm-hmm. scenes where he comes to, um, what is she even selling by the maps. side of the road? She's maps. selling maps. Maps right. Hollywood to stars, uh, yeah. show where all the celebrities live. Ah. Um, which, which is where which is where my favorite line of the whole film was uh, putting it very firmly in 1976 she says the maps say they're one dollar 25 but they're two bucks because of inflation <laughs> 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 that probably had the 1976 movie theater goers rolling in the aisles oh man <laughs> um yeah, but they're just so great together and them sort of like going punch for punch, Walter Matthau and this 11-year-old girl. It's terrific. It's so much fun to watch. Um, and then seeing him finally, uh, as as many of us do, uh, change his character after watching another man hit a child um, <laughs> at the end of the film. <laughs> um, Matthew, did you get to that part yet? No, not yet. But oh, that's that's the big that's the big turn for old Matthau is he sees the the bad guy coach hit a kid and then he's like, whoa, maybe it doesn't matter that much who wins a little league game. I, the I don't know the, the the moment of clarity I had was um, 
the bad coach uh, was intentionally walking a batter uh, with the bases loaded in order to to, to limit the damage done. Um, uh, the best player, the best athlete player, Punk, was up. And uh, <laughs> and I just remembered my dad did that uh, when he coached Little League. <laughs> he, he intentionally walked a batter. We had a, like, a run limit per inning. I think it was seven runs or something like that. And so uh, the bases were loaded. There was nobody out. And uh, they had a good hitter up. And my dad just walked in the run, which was the seventh run of the inning, which ended the inning, um, uh, but limited the damage. Uh so my Gary Falsgraf got a little uh, cutthroat uh, bad coach, and he also several times just knocked me on my ass on the field. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's not that's not true. Um, it's also uh, funny you should bring up the seven runs per inning limit that your league had because I've heard the Mets are thinking of instituting a similar <laughs> policy for their baseball games. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh. Uh, it's a that was a, that was a special realization during the game, during watching this. Also, I love that it was the Yankees were the bad guys. Of course, it was. Uh, of course, they were. Fuck those guys. Um, the other thing, one thing that was so silly to me about this movie that I really loved was the use of uh, all the different musical themes from the opera Carmen were basically the score of the movie. Um, And so in the beginning of the movie, when they're terrible at baseball, it's um, the aria where Carmen is singing about how love is crazy and it will ruin you and sort of the, the dangers of woman and love. Basically that aria is the theme of them being bad at baseball. And then, like, the big manly Toreador singing about, like, Toreador on guard, like, like be careful, big manly men of love, uh, is the theme of them being good at baseball. But it comes on to the screen when Amanda, a girl, joins the team. So I just really personally enjoyed the <laughs> lack of understanding of gender politics in Carmen by whoever did the scoring of this movie. <laughs> a personal fun. Ben, that Venn diagram is a perfect circle. <laughs> so how many balls have we given this one? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this a lot. Um, but it, it, I don't think it, I don't think it quite, I don't think it quite stretches to a five. But it is is a high quality. Um, I'm now regretting only having rented it on Amazon Prime instead of having bought it when it was only four pounds more to buy. Uh, even more than that, I'm regretting the fact that um, it's actually available in its entirety for free on YouTube. Oh, so <laughs> did not know that I'm either. an idiot for wasting. In the states, it's also free on Amazon Prime. If you subscribe, if you're a Prime member, you can watch Bad News Bears for free. Which listeners, mm, you yes. Should. Yeah, so you're just you're just really rubbing it in. I like, do do not get to live in the United States anymore. Mm. Yet another reason. I'm going to add it to my notebook. Reasons for why I wish I lived in America still. Baseball and baseball movies. Yes, Toby. Yeah. What's your What's your rating? I'm giving it a four too. I think um, you know I I uh, I enjoyed 4. seeing 2? this for the four point two. That's good. Yeah, four point two. Four point two <laughs> balls. Four point two zero balls. Um, uh, in ode to Trevor Bauer. Um, <laughs> Kate, what are you what are you giving it? Uh, yeah, I think I'm also at a four. And when I think about 
yeah, the the Matthau, uh, O'Neill scenes, and also just all the kids on the team. They were all so funny and good, and I feel like kid <laughs> actors are a thing that can go so wrong and do in so many movies, and particularly kids' sports team movies. It's like one or two of them are good, and the rest are just like, ugh, what are you 10-year-olds doing? And in this one, I really... I thought every single kid was good and they did their different bits really well. And I just, I really enjoyed watching them. In spite of all the bad language, we give it a, uh, and it's disturbingly outdated language. Uh, um, but to Chico's Bail Bonds, which is this week's sponsor as well. <laughs> Let freedom ring. Uh, thanks, Kate, for, for joining. I, we'll have to, I'm, I'm assuming next episode we'll have another, <laughs> we'll have another one of these. So, uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll watch Major League or something like that. Yeah. That, that uh, kind of Major League. Have you seen that, theme. Matthew? I've never seen Major League. It's the All one right. that everyone tells me I should see. Well, let's maybe it can be like our back to school special. <laughs> no, none of us are going back to school <laughs> that I know of. I don't think so. Hell no. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, thanks as ever to Kate Stem in London for dramatically improving the quality of uh, this episode and others. Um, we are teeing up Major League. I think Major League is, is on deck or in the hole at best, so listen out for that in the future. Um, we don't have a Trevor Bauer update this week, um, no. although I think I should I – should, um, we, need, we need your support. This is the 68th episode, <laughs> the 68th episode of, of Battery Mates. That means, there, that, that means there are 68 different bad jokes from me <laughs> blowing around on the internet. It's so bad. Anyway, yeah. it does mean the next episode of Battery Mates is our 69th. We have been attempting to get Trevor Bauer to uh, join us or at least – just acknowledge our existence or, or maybe even record something on his phone and text it to us because um, he has our number, obviously. Um, <laughs> but we'd like you to join in. Please, Battery Mates Nation, help us um, uh, get Trevor's uh, attention. Tweet at Bauer Outage, uh, uh, telling Trevor why you think he should be on the 69th episode of Battery, Ma Battery Mates and use the hashtag bm69 <laughs> uh, that is the hashtag we want to get trending bm69 and i think we can i think we can i think we can do it we've got a week um to try and entice him on a week and a day uh the next episode of battery mates will be recorded in person toby i cannot we wait we, we will be in person the entirety of the next episode will be conducted while toby and i hug for <laughs> around an hour we try and keep it under an hour but Given we'll be hugging, maybe we'll go long. <laughs> so many jokes made there. Um, I, I just want to make. I was just checking to make sure Trevor Bauer has not replied. I, I wasn't paying that close attention to our uh, battery music account. Yes, okay, he has not responded. Um, but uh, but he should. So make sure you tag him at Bauer Outage, B A U E R Outage O U A O U T A G E. Can I spell? I don't think I can spell. Um. But, uh, yeah, hashtag BM69. Cannot wait for that. Um, but, you know, I also don't want to be too desperate um, with our ex. You know, I want to play it cool. Like, I want to make him think, you know, we're we're doing great. You know, I think we are doing great. Am I wrong? Like, I think we're doing great. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're happy with great, Sean Doolittle. We want to we we see, um... see him for coffee. You know, just get some coffee. Let's just get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, uh, that's, I think that'll wrap up the show. Um, uh, I have to go attend to the, uh, the slobber monster in, in the other room. Um, and, uh, I am going to go do that. But meanwhile, Battery Mates Nation, shag those balls. Shag those balls, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>